Hey, Reach Paramount, welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message starts off a brand new series called Love with Pastor Omar Lopez and a message entitled, What is Love? Enjoy this message. Well, you can be seated this morning. We're glad you're here and going to have a wonderful time. How many just glad you're in church today, aren't you? Why don't you turn to your neighbors and say, you're in the right place, at the right time, right now. I believe that today. We appreciate everyone coming this morning. We're at a wonderful time, and uh, we're in this new series called Love. Say love. And so lots of people think they know what love is, but uh, sometimes we got it wrong, and sometimes love can be upside down and sideways and you know you can be all excited about love at first and then it kind of a kind of goes down the drain sometimes right and sometimes it can be exciting and then exhausting and then expiring am i right sometimes that's how love is and so we want to talk about love the bible has a lot to say about love in fact the bible says god is love And so we think we have an understanding of love, but in this series, I think it's really going to help us as we go through it um, about what love is. And really, I'm going to talk about really loving others. Um, Well, I'm going to talk about God's love, but more than anything, I'm going to talk about us loving others. And I think it's really critical that we learn how to love other people. And we understand that God loves us, but when it comes from us loving others, that gets a little complicated. Let's be honest. You know, I know everybody's halo came out as soon as I talked about that, but uh, sometimes love can be complicated. So I'm going to read a verse of scripture here uh, out of the book of Matthew, chapter 22, and Jesus kind of summarizes. He summarizes what love is, and he says this: Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first. And greatest commandment. And he said, this is the, the greatest thing you can ever do in your life. The greatest commandment you could ever follow is love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And he goes, and the second is like it. He said, love your neighbor as yourself. And he said, all the law, in other words, the entire law of God, everything, and all, and, and the prophets hang on these, all the law and the prophets, everything the prophets ever spoke about, hang on these two commandments. So let's pray and we ask the Lord to help us as we dive in to this message today. So Father, I thank you today for the word of God. I thank you that your word is powerful. Your word is relevant in 2022. It's not outdated. It's not old-fashioned. God, your word applies to today's life. And so I pray the word of God would go forth and minister to people right now, wherever they're at, in their state of mind, in their life right now, that the word of God would become real In their hearts today, God, remove every distraction because there's so many things that distract us, so many things. God, our mind can just begin to run away. But I pray today, help us to focus on the word of God. And I pray even as I minister the word, that God, you'd anoint every word that I speak and that the people would hear the voice behind the voice. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. So Jesus said the whole law of God And everything that the prophet spoke about can be summarized in these very two commandments, loving God first and loving others as you love yourself. If you follow those things, you basically have fulfilled the word of God. 
But the reality is this, most of us at some point, we get a little callous when it comes to others. We can get a little standoffish. And what we tend to do, instead of loving others, we hurt others. Or other people hurt us. And we begin to distance ourselves. And believe it or not, as much as we love success and as much as we love prosperity, sometimes prosperity can become the greatest adversity to you of loving people. In other words, you begin to prosper, you begin to do great, and guess what? You begin to be more and more selfish. And Jesus actually addressed this in Scripture. I'm going to read you a real hard Scripture that Jesus, uh, the word that Jesus said that really going to kind of, kind of rock you a little bit. You can say, Jesus said that? Well, I'm going to read you the story in just a minute. But Jesus said it because this is what happens when we begin to prosper, we begin to get, become more selfish. And, but when things become tough, then we begin to really think about what really matters. So, you know, we're, we're coming through this pandemic, a lot of different things happening. You be, realize, man, I need my family. I need to be around people. And you begin to realize, you know, money, all that doesn't matter. Am I right? It begins, it begins to, but if we're not careful, then we get through this whole thing and we're right back to where we were. And so look at what Jesus said here in the book of Luke chapter 12. Again, Jesus said this statement. He said, there was a rich man, rich man whose land produced bountiful harvest. He asked himself, what should I do? For I don't have enough space to store all, all my goods. In other words, God's blessing him. God's providing for him. And he goes, I got all these blessings. I got all this abundance. I don't even know what to do with it. Then he says, here's what I'll do. I'll tear down my barn, and I'm going to build bigger barns. And I'll say to myself, don't we talk to ourselves? This is what he's saying. We say, I have so many good things stored up for me. Notice, not for anyone else, for him. Now rest, eat, drink, and be merry. There's a lot of people that say, I just want to rest, eat, party, do my thing. But look at what he says. But God said to him, you fool. Now, again, Jesus is saying this, okay? This night, your life will be demanded of you. Then to whom will all your things belong? Thus will it be for anyone who stores up treasure for himself, but is not rich in what matters to God. So Jesus makes a statement here that we can get so caught up in ourselves and prosperity and selfishness and all of these things that we begin to store it up for ourselves thinking it's all about us, it's all about me, gloria me, right? It's all about me and my, me, myself, and I. You know, you're the captain of your world and everything else. And so uh, we think, man, we got it all together. And Jesus said, yeah, but what, who's it gonna belong to when you die? And Jesus said, you need to be rich and what matters to God. And really, I'm going to talk about what richness really is when it comes to things that really matter to God. I mean, think about so many things that we're caught up in, you know, that we begin to love that really kind of brings it out of balance. In here, yeah, see, okay. <laughs> now, I, I like the NFL too, right, okay? I'm actually rooting for the, for the Rams in the Super Bowl, okay? My first team is the Steelers. Don't be hating, but... But, I, I, but, but I'm from L.A., so I love the, the Rams, okay? I hate the Bengals. No, did I say hate? No, I dislike the Bengals. I dislike them. Well, I'm talking about love, and I'm hating the Bengals. No. Here we go. 
But can't, can't we get so caught up in entertainment and NFL, right? We won't even come to church, right? We won't even, we're so caught, we gotta, we gotta, you know, gotta watch the next game. Some, sometimes you could just be so caught up in yourself, right? You just, how many times did you look at yourself this morning, right? And then, and then the, the, the thing that's come out really, really a whole lot is social media. You, you've built a whole page about yourself, right? Everything's about you. Hey, look at my page. Uh, look, you know, it, it's so, what, what's that word? I'm, I'm trying to think of the word here. Um, uh, anyway, I'll think of it when it comes later, but what is it? Narcissism, narcissism right? Narcissism, where you're just, it's all about you. Or here's what this rich man did, money. This ain't real money, okay? I wish it was. I told, I told Rob, give me some props, and when I see this on my desk, I go, wow. And then it says, play money. I go, that ain't worth nothing. Anyway, I'm just kidding. Right? Thanks, Rob, for... Yeah, that would be nice. But anyway, so let, let's kind of remember, this is what Jesus is saying, that God had blessed this man, and he instead thought it was all about self. He thought it was all about for him. And, and the Lord says he's missing what really matters, what really matters to God. So what does really matter to God? What is the most important thing? And I'm going to read a scripture here, Galatians chapter 5. I'm going to give you lots of scripture because I want to back up what I'm saying. Galatians 5 verse 6. If you're a follower of Christ, of Christ Jesus, all that matters is your faith that makes you love others. All that matters. He said that you have faith that love others. So love matters to God. It really does. It matters how you love people. It matters how you translate that love to other people. There, there's an old song, and I think they got it partially right by the Beatles. All you need is love. Remember that song? Some of you guys don't even know who the Beatles are. You know, it, it, all you need is love, you know, and love is all you need, right? But there's a love chapter, believe it or not, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and we're going to kind of go through this chapter because I think it really gives us an understanding. If you ever want to know what, what is love, how do we define love, read 1 Corinthians 13. We call that the love chapter because Paul begins to talk about what love is, and we're going to break down these few verses of Scripture here to give you an understanding. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1, and I, write this down. If I don't live a life of love, nothing I say will matter. If I don't live a life of love, nothing I say matters. Look at what Paul says. If I could speak in any language in heaven or earth, but I didn't love others, I would only be making meaningless noise like a loud gong or a clanging cymbal. God's word is saying, if you don't love others, your words are empty. You're like a chatterbox. You're making a bunch of noise. You can say all these things. God is saying, you know what? Your, your words and, and all the things that you say don't impress me. See, we're really impressed by great communicators. We're really impressed by people who motivate us. But God says, I'm not impressed by that. I'm not impressed by how you can talk. You can talk to talk, but you can't walk the walk of love. Then you're making a bunch of noise. 
Can I preach this morning? Second thing, 1 Corinthians 13, if I don't live a life of love, nothing that I know matters. Look at what he says. He said, I may have the gift of prophecy. I may understand all the secrets of God. I may have all knowledge, but I don't have love, then I'm nothing. You may be educated. You may have all the degrees. They may call you Mr. Fahrenheit, man. You have so many degrees in your life, man. You, may, you have all these things. You've you got intellectualism. And, and I, again, I, again, I'm not against education. You may be a genius. You may be a brilliant. You may be a, a Bible almanac, whatever you want. Uh, but the Bible says it doesn't matter how much you know, how much of a genius uh, you are. Brilliance without uh, uh, love is... Zero. You went from hero to zero. See, we live in a world today that knowledge is exploding. In fact, we have so much knowledge, especially because of our phones and our ability to Google everything. I mean, they say that knowledge is doubling, you know, every 12 hours eventually. It used to be like knowledge doubled every 10 years, but now it's so quick. Right now, we're at a rate of knowledge doubling every 13 months. It said eventually here, soon, we're going to get to a place where knowledge is doubling every 12 hours. So we're getting smarter than any other generation. Okay, you're smart, but guess what? We still have the same old problems. War, right? Terrorism, crime, abuse, racism, hatred, violence. We're so smart, but we don't know how to love. We need more love. I mean, think about it. It's in scripture right here. Number three, write this down. If I don't live a life of love, nothing that I believe matters. We have a lot of people that believe in a lot of things, but if you don't have love, it means nothing. Look at what it says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 2. Even if I have the gift of faith, so I could speak to a mountain and make it move. In other words, you got, you're, you're able to believe for mountains to be moved. You're a miracle worker. I still will be nothing, worth nothing at all, without love. So you could be a follower of Jesus. You could be all, believe all of these truths. And let me just say that even as a follower of Jesus, even if you believe all these truths, but you don't have love, it means nothing. This is why Paul is saying love is so essential. We think, well, all I have to do is believe. How many know the devil believes and he trembles? And so it's not just believing. It's having the love of God in you and loving others, even as Christ has loved you. Look at what, look at what it says here. I'll re- give you another verse of scripture. First John chapter 4, verse 20. It says, if people say, I love God, but hate their brother or sister, they're liars. Those who do not love their brothers and sisters whom they have seen cannot love God whom they've not seen. And God gave us this command, those who love God must also love their brothers and sisters. So if we say we love God but hate other people, we're liars. If we're out of alignment with other people, you're out of alignment with God. Welcome to Sunday morning here at ReChurch. Again, I didn't make this up. I'm going to read your scripture here because we we got to get an understanding of what real love is. If I don't have love, nothing that I give will matter. Lots of times we think, well, I'm a giver. That means I'm a lover. Not necessarily. 
Look at what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body. In other words, you were a martyr. You sacrificed your body. But I didn't love others. I would be of no value whatsoever. How can that be? Can we give selfishly? Actually, you can give with with the wrong motive. And actually, you can be a giver, but not a lover. Sometimes people give in order to give back. You ever been around somebody? They'll give you, but they say, hey, you owe me. Right? You owe me. And I expect something back. You know, you, 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 you took them out to Black Angus, but they, they, they only took you out to McDonald's. That means it's still, they still owe you. It's like, hey, McDonald's, you're about a quarter of the way. Well, I'm, I'm going to step it up to doubles. Well, you know... That's not even a quarter yet, amen. No, I love the doubles next door. But anyway, you see, you see what I'm saying? We're keeping track. And you're giving, but you're giving in order to get back. Or we can give to control other people. Parents do it all the time. Remember, I did that for you. I gave you that. Remember that. Or they manipulate people. Am I right? We're manipulating others because we control them by what we give. Or we give by trying to impress people. So look at what I give. Look what I'm doing. All of these things. Uh, we give a lot of times with the wrong motive. And the Bible says when we do that, it basically, it doesn't count. You know, I, I, I've talked to guys. I'm going to be honest with you. I've, some of you men need to listen up. I've talked to guys where guys said, man, I, I don't understand it, you know. And I said, what, what happened? I, I bought my wife everything. I bought her everything I, she could ever want. But she still left me. Did you give her love? Man, my kids, I can't believe it. I dig, I give them all these things. But did you give them love? And you wonder, my kids are still rejected. You gave them everything, but you didn't give them the love they needed. Number five, if I don't live a life of love, nothing that I accomplish matters. You can accomplish a lot of things in life, but if you don't have love, it doesn't matter. 1 Corinthians 13, 3, in the paraphrased message Bible, I like the way it says, no matter what I say or what I believe or what I do, I am bankrupt without love. So you can do all these personal achievements. You can, you can come out on Time Magazine. We can put you on Vanity Fair. Some of you ladies, amen. You can have enormous amounts of accomplishment. You can, have an, you can be an entrepreneur. You can be a business owner. You can do all of these things, and none of those things are bad. But I'm going to say, if you don't have love, everything you do is squat. Nothing. Mean squat. So we can do all of these things, but if we don't have love, the Bible says, it doesn't matter. You can have all these trophies. You can have accumulated all of these things, but none of those things are going to matter. Here's the honest truth. All of us are going to stand before God one day, and he's going to evaluate, did you love others? He's going to evaluate your motives. God's going to say, how much did you love me? Remember, love God with all your, and how much did you love others? Remember the, the greatest commandment? Did you love God with all your heart, soul, and mind? And did you love others as yourself? That's the primary thing that God's going to judge us on. That's the objective right there. See, love is probably one of the most overused words in the English language. I love pizza. I love Krispy Kreme. 
You know, I, I love, you know, my, my team, whatever it is. I don't want to mention some of your teams are, anyway, anyway, I love, I love, you know, I love my country. That's all good. I love sleeping, whatever it may be, all, all these things. But we don't have the slightest idea of what, what, what really love is. How, I, I went last night just to kind of look over love songs. Man, people don't, they're not love songs, they're lust songs. I mean, how many titles, you know, uh, give me this, give me that. Give it to me, baby. Give it to me one more time. <laughs> if you don't give it to me, I'm going to take it. If you don't give it to me, I'll go somewhere else. That's a lust thing. It, it's not love. It, it's all about lust. See, love always wait. Love is patience. Women, let me tell you, some of your girls, if a guy tells you, if you love me, you'll let me do this, you say, no, no, if you love me, you'll wait. Love waits. Lust never waits. Did you hear me? You're not in love, you're in lust. Let me just start by giving you a few definitions today of how you can begin to love a little bit better. And, and let me just say this to all of you here that are here this morning, that when, when we love, there are some things that God really wants to help us. Uh, you can love people without approving what they're doing. Okay? So I want to be real clear. Sometimes people say, well, you know, you, you, if, if you love people, that means you, you have to agree with everything. No, I can love people but still not agree with what they're I'm not endorsing their sin. I love them, but I'm not endorsing what they're doing or accepting in the sense of uh, uh, agreement to them. I accept them, but I don't agree with them. Are you with me? But the Bible does command us to love. It is the commandment. So write this down. Second John 1, 6, love means doing what God has commanded us to do. So it's not an option. Love is not an option. He's commanded us to love. So many people think, well, I can live without love. No, you can't. You can exist, but you can't live without love. A lot of people are existing, but you don't, you don't know what real living is until you learn how to love. And you've got to have love in your life. In fact, you cannot please God without loving. You go, I don't love nobody. Guess what? Then you're not pleasing God. You're just existing. It's totally anti-Bible. Love is not a feeling. Right? There's the old song we used to sing, I'm hooked on a feeling, you know. Anyway, that's my, that, that's my generation. Some of you think, what's that? Anyway, that was my thing. But... We, we know a lot of people think, well, you know, uh, love is a feeling. No, love produces a feeling, but love is not a feeling. It's the command. The Bible says that God commands us to love. So it's not a feeling, okay? If it was a feeling, then, then we could command our children if they were crying. I command you to be, stop crying. Kids would look at you, what? I command you to be happy. You know, no, love today is not a feeling, okay? It's something that we, we have to do, okay? Feelings cannot be commanded. Are you with me? So what it creates a feeling, but it is not a feeling. It creates emotion, but it's not about emotion. Love is something that we're commanded to do. It's something we got to put. So put, number two, put this down. Love is a choice. Say choice. It's something you choose to do. You have to choose to love. 
You say, well, I, you know, I'm just not naturally someone that loves. Okay, start choosing to love. Start making a choice. Look at what it says, 1 Corinthians 14.1. Go after a life of love as if your life depended on it because it does. So love is a choice. It's an act of your will. And it destroys this myth that, you know, love is uncontrollable. I don't know, I just fell in love. No, you just don't fall in love. Kind of like an accident. I was just walking down the street and boom, I just fell in love. Like, like a ditch, you were walking, you fell in this ditch, boom, and, and, and you, and man, I, you know, I fell in love and I can't get out, you know, somebody help me. <laughs> love is not an accident. You don't stumble into love. Love is a choice. I can't tell you how many times I've talked to men and women who are trying to, you know, saying, well, you know, I just don't love him anymore. I, I'm just totally just kind of fell out of love. I just, out of my control. I don't know what happened. No, love is a choice. You need to rephrase, I just kind of fell out of love. You need to rephrase that and say, I cho- I'm choosing not to love him. See, People start trying to say, I just kind of, no, no, you're choosing not to love them. You're choosing not to love her. In fact, real love is loving people when they don't love you back. Choosing to love even though they don't deserve the love. Man, that takes your marriage to a whole different level. Can you do what Jesus did? He loves you even when you don't deserve it. Bible says he loved you before you ever loved him. And so all of this stuff, man, you guys are quiet out there. I don't know if, uh, you know, I don't know what's happening here. But you have to love in spite of your feelings. You have to love in spite of your emotions. You got to choose to love. How many of you, you ladies know this because I, I didn't do this, but my wife did. When your kid is sick in the middle of the night, you're getting up to help them. That's love. I'm rolling over, over to sleep again and get in my second dream. Act like I don't hear. I'm, I'm just, that's me. come on, I'm just being honest. And I hear my wife, you know, walking with them and, you know, talking with them through and they're all sick. I'm saying, Lord, just touch them right there. They'll be okay. Walk it off, man. Walk it off. Come on, shake it off. It'll be all right. Shake it off. Shake it off. Come on, you're not that sick. Come on, you got it. You got it. Yeah, the, the, but the wife, man, the mom, she's just loving them, getting them through the whole thing, right? You're just going, man, my goodness, that's love. That's love. And if you've ever, if you've ever had any issues with your wife or any kind of thing in your, how, how many of you, let me just ask you, you wake up grumpy or you wake up grouchy? They asked the man one time, do you wake up grumpy? He goes, no, I just let her sleep in. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> love, okay, guys. I'm, love is giving, giving a person what they need, not what they deserve, right? It's giving that person what they need, not what they deserve. It's because God gave us what we needed, we didn't, not what we deserve. That's called grace. There's a lot of love and grace. How many thank God for his love and his grace today? So it's something that we choose to do. Number three, love is a conduct. It's a behavior. It's, it's an action. When the Bible talks about love here in 1 Corinthians 13, he's talking about something, putting it into action. 
Not just saying it. We're, we're really good at saying it, but how many are actually doing it? And I'll read you another verse of scripture, 1 John 3, 18. Let us stop just saying we love people. Let us really love them and show it what? By our action, by your activity, by what you do. Love is demonstrated. Jesus demonstrated his love by dying on the cross. That's action. Man, the cross tells us right there how much God loved us. For God so loved the world, he gave his only son. That's true love. That love is in action. Love is something you do. A guy was telling his girlfriend, I would die for you. She said, you're always saying that, but you never do it. <laughs> when you're going to die. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe die to self, huh? That guy needs to die to self. Something, man. So how do we love? How do we put love in action? We begin to be observant. When you begin to care, you begin to become aware. You begin to look around and say, how can I love, put love into action? How many of you, I've done it. How many of you have thought, man, I need, I need to send a note to my son or to my friend. I need to text them. I need to call them. I need to just give a word of encouragement. I need to go over and say hi to my neighbor. Just show a little compassion, a little bit of love. I need to let somebody know that I'm thinking about them. I, I, got, a, I got a text just uh, the day before yesterday from one of our pastors, just randomly. He's never really texted me. He just said, I just want to tell you, I love you. Appreciate you, pastor. Appreciate you and your wife, all that you've done for me. And, and the fact that I'm pastoring today and the impartation. I was just thinking, my goodness, man, I was a little, getting a little choked up. I'm thinking, man, I, I didn't expect anything like that. Just let him know I appreciate that. But he, he must have been thinking about me. And I said, man, there's love right there. How many of you have ever done that? You just text somebody or inbox somebody. Just let them know you love them. You're thinking about them. Number four, love is a commitment. Say commitment. Commitment, commitment man. That's something that we are committed to, that we're going to give our life to. Look at what it says in 1 John 4, 16. God is love. If we keep on loving others... We'll stay one in our hearts with God, and he will stay one with us. So our relationship with God is affected by our relationship with others. So love is the commitment. It keeps on giving. It keeps on going. Like the energizer buddy, remember? It keeps on going, man. And so I, I, I pray today, and I'm praying that this series will cause you to start loving people. That you'll be like a black belt in love, in love man. You'll be, like a, you'll be like a pro when it comes to love. You know, they, they call you a good cook, man. They're going to call you a good lover, man. That's a good lover right there. That person's love. They're going to call you brother love, sister love. Right? Say, man, there's sister love right there, brother love. I, I don't want to be a shallow lover. I want to be a mature lover. How many want to be a mature lover? So... I, I'm going to tell you, if you're committed to love, your love is going to be tested. See, a lot of us say, yeah, I can love, but okay, what about when it's tested? When there's people that get under your, your skin, people that get you frustrated, your love is going to be tested. Over and over in scripture and over and over in times of our lives, there's going to be moments that if your love is going to be, you're going to be committed to love and you're going to have mature love, it, it, you're, going to have to, you're going to have to learn how to respond to things. 
and you're going to have to get a better perspective. I'll give you a couple of tips today. I believe the first 10 minutes of your day kind of gives you an idea of how your day is going to be. So instead of getting up in the morning and looking at social media and getting jealous of what you don't have and getting irritated by everybody else's highlights, I know none of you do that. I'm just making a statement. It don't apply to anybody here. The other church down the street. <laughs> one, of, one, of the, one, of the, one of the fathers said his kids says, so where's the other church down the street that the pastor talks about? He goes, they just, <laughs> yeah, where, where's that church at? <laughs> they have all these problems. Apparently we don't. I'm speaking sarcastically. I'm not really meaning there's a church down the street. But, but start your day with a reminder of being someone that loves Say, man, you know what? I, 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 need, I need to love my children, love my wife, love God. Maybe read a, read a Bible scripture. Maybe pray. How about praying in the morning? Just kind of talking to God. That'll get your day started. And that'll help you begin to start a day with love instead of awkwardness and being mad. How about memorizing God's word? You know, getting some of the word of God in you to, to remember scriptures about loving others. See, love has to be practiced. Love is like a muscle, right? If you don't stretch it, if you don't work on it, man, you're, mu- you're going to lose your muscle. And love is something you have to begin to practice and begin to do it. it it's like, uh, how many remember when you first started driving, how awkward that was? You know, like, man, this car and then putting the pedal and the gas and making sure you're checking everything and that. Man, it was awkward. You had to make sure you check your mirrors, you know, check your speed. And you, How do I do all that? And make sure stay in your lane. You know, like, and it's like, man, I remember I took my kids trying to teach them how to drive. I just like was praying the whole time. You know, it's like, oh gosh. And by by the time the other kids came up, I told my son Omar, teach them how to drive. I can't do it. Uh -uh. I'm losing my patience. But but think about it. After you've learned how to drive, it just becomes like second nature. You're putting on your makeup while you're driving. You're checking your text. No, you shouldn't do any of those things. What I'm saying is you don't even think about it. If you really want to learn how to love and you put it into practice, before you know it, you're loving. You're not even thinking about it. That becomes you. Come on. Somebody say amen. Get around some people that will teach you how to love. This, we're, 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 we got our connect groups going. And we're, we're, amen, we're going to pray over all our connect group leaders on, on uh, the second service. We have about, I think, 15 connect groups, and these are home groups. And this is a great place to learn how to love. Get into some relationships. Get around some people. Look at what the scripture said. I'm going to read the scripture to you, Ephesians 5, 2. Keep company with God and learn a life of love. Basically, observe how Christ loved us. His love will not be, will, will, was not cautious, but what extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something back, but to give, some, to, give to everything, give him everything of himself to us. Love like that. Man, I love that. So if you want to learn how to love, you got to be willing to get into smaller groups and, and get personal. And that's where love, the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. That's where you learn how to love. That's where you learn how to forgive. Come on. See, the the church should be a loving church. 
Not, I didn't say perfect, I said loving. Yeah, come on, say that. And one of my prayers has always been when people walk in these doors, they need to feel the love of God. They need to be greeted with love. Not going to be perfect, but we, if you walked in this church, I pray that you felt the love of God. I felt that you people, I want you to feel the love of God coming from others. And this is where we learn how to love. It's getting around other people, learning how to love God, learning how to love people because people are hurting today. On the other side of what's happening on people's lives right now, you have no idea what's going on. The last verse in 1 Corinthians 13, it says, in this life, we have three lasting qualities, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest, he said, is love. So if we can learn just to love, Jesus is our model. I'm going to talk about that in a few weeks, about Jesus being the greatest model of love. But if we can begin to love others, we learn how to forgive. You know, sometimes people just need a little love. They don't need criticism. Am I right? Maybe you just ought to just give them a word of encouragement, man. They, they, they've been going through the whole life and work and family and hassles and all these different things. And they walk in the church of God and you're saying, man, where'd you get those funky shoes? And you know, why don't you say, man, brother, I love you today. Good to see you this morning. We're glad you're in the house of God. How many know we need a little bit of love like that? <laughs> love some people. You know, when you love others, man, you're being like Christ. You're being like Christ. You want to be like Jesus? Learn how to love people. So let's pray. Father, we thank you today for the word of God. We thank you, God, that you love us, that you've demonstrated your love, that, God, we can have all the education, God, that we can do so many things, but, Lord, without love, it means nothing. God, we can talk the talk, but it's just a bunch of noise. God, we can know everything there is, but Lord, it means nothing if we don't have love. God, we want to learn how to love others, just like you've loved us. And God, when we begin to love like you, it's going to change the world around us. It's going to change the people around us today. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that the grace and the love of God, I pray that there are people in this building right now that they will sense your love because you love them so much. And so with every head bowed, every eye closed for just a moment, if you're in this building right now, maybe you just came on your own, someone invited you. However you got here, I don't believe it's a coincidence you're here. I don't believe it's a coincidence you're hearing this message on love because I'm here to tell you the greatest love the greatest love you'll ever experience is God's love. In fact, I read the scripture and I've quoted the scripture for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That's how much God loves you. He was willing to give his son. Heaven gave its best for you. Jesus gave his only son. Whoever believes in him will not perish but have, will have everlasting life today. So God wants to give you eternal life. He wants to give you a new life today. And you can only receive that by receiving God's love. And he wants to, today he wants to pour out his love to you. Today he wants to let you know that he cares about you. I don't know where you've been, what's happened in your life, but friend, I'm here to tell you, there's the God in heaven that loves you and cares about you. But he doesn't force you to love him back. 
He doesn't make you love him back. But today, I'll tell you what, the greatest thing you can do is surrender your heart to the love of God. Surrender your life to the Lord. Say, God, today I surrender my life to you. I surrender my heart to you. I receive your love in my life. I ask you today to come in my life. Forgive me. See, God loves us even when we've done wrong. The Bible says all of us are sinners. All of us have gone astray. All of us have walked our selfish way. There's none righteous, not even one. All have gone astray, the Bible says. The wage of the sin is death, but the gift of God, his love, his grace, is eternal life today. So if you're in this building right now, whoever you are, I want to tell you today, God loves you. Will you receive his love today? You say, Pastor, I need God in my life right now. I need Jesus in my life. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with God. Say, I need Jesus in my life right now. I've never given my life to Christ. I've not really surrendered my... I believe in God, but I've really never surrendered. Today is your day. Don't walk away from this place the same way you walked in. I'm here to tell you, I'm declaring to you today that God's real. And his love is real today. And whoever you are today, God wants to touch you. He wants to come in your life. He wants to forgive you of your sin. You can experience God's love today. Be honest with God. Be honest with yourself. Say, Pastor, I need God in my life right now. I need Jesus today. Would you raise your hand right now and say, Pastor, would you pray for me? I need the Lord in my life today. I need God's love. Whoever you are, just raise your hand real quick and put it right back down and say, that's me. Would you pray for me? I'm not here to embarrass you. I'm not here to put you on the spot. Today, I want, we just want to pray with you today. And today, I, I, I want to pray that the love of God would touch your life. If there's anyone at all right now in this building, you just raise your hand right now and say, that's me, that's me, that's me over here. God bless you, this gentleman here on my right. Who else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Right here, you said, that's me. I need God's love today. Anybody else here? Just raise your hand real quick, whoever you are. We don't want you to leave here the same way you walked in. We want you to receive God's love. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else? Just raise your hand. Is there anybody else? We want to pray with you today. Man or woman, no matter how old you are today, somebody else over here, God bless you. My, on my right down here in, my, in the front, God bless you. Who else? Who else? Who else this morning? You said, that's me. That's me. I need God's love. I need God's love. I, I need the love of God in my life. Friend, how long are you going to wait? I, I'm not ready. You'll never be ready. You need to come to God just as you are. You'll ne- it, you don't come to God trying to get ready. You're never going to get ready. You need to come to God just the way you are. He'll take care of the rest. Man, I'm not ready. I'm doing all this stuff. No, you come to God the way you are. Let him touch you today. Is there anybody else right now? You'd raise your hand. Say, that's me. You're not going to be alone. Say, I need God's love today. I need God's love today. Praise the Lord. If you, if you raise your hand, look up at me real quick. You guys, you guys mean that over here? You mean that down here? I want to pray. Why don't we all stand together? Those, those that lifted up your hand, would you come? Can, can we pray with you? Can we pray with you? Maybe you want to come with her? Amen. Anybody else come? We want, we want to pray with you this morning. Come on. Give God a big praise today. You can come. Anybody else want to come? We want to pray with you. Amen. Is this your friend? Is your cousin? God bless you. Anybody else want to come right now? You say, that's, I'll, I'll pray with you right now. I'm not here to embarrass you. I'm here to pray with you this morning and let you know that God loves you, cares for you. Is there anybody else? Is there anyone else today? We just pray with you this morning. Amen. Another gentleman here. God bless you, sir. God bless you, man. 
How you doing today? God bless you, bro. God bless you. Amen. Why don't we pray? Why don't we all bow our heads together? And I'm going to lead you guys in a prayer. And I want you to repeat this prayer. Don't say it to me, but say it to God. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you died for me and you rose again. I ask you, Lord, to forgive me of all my sins. Come in my heart. Be Lord of my life. Change my life. From this day forward, I will serve you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray for them. Father, right now, let your grace be poured out over their lives today. And I pray for the love of God to be poured over their hearts this morning. And God, they'll experience your love today like never before. And so, God, I thank you today that you're a God that loves us. You're that God that cares about us this morning. And we thank you today. Yes, come on, keep praying. Lead us in a worship this morning. Come on, let's Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com slash give.